What's up, guys? I'm Ashley Allen, and you are listening to Cuyamaca Conversations Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with one of our very own local San Diego artist, Cisco, to get an inside look on life behind the mic. In 2019, he released his first ever album, No Offense, and recently joined the rap group, The World Is Yours. For the latest on all things Cisco, visit any and all social medias and streaming platforms now. Hello, I'm Cisco. All right, so why don't we just start off by telling us about yourself? My name is Cisco once again. I'm 21 years old. I'm from San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. And I make music most what, of the time. What kind of music do you make? I'm a rapper. I rap. Wow. Yeah. I sing sometimes, but rap is definitely like the forefront of the music I make. Do you have any experience growing up with music? Actually, no. It's kind of rare, I feel like, in artists. Everyone I know, they had some type of background making music where they played, play, like, drums in high school, like, percussion. Or, like, they just had family members. But, like, I never did. I never had piano lessons or anything like that. I had family members that, like, were in music. Like, my grandpa played the drums. But, like, it's not like I was doing it. Like, I just saw other people do it occasionally. Yeah. I didn't even grow up knowing that music is what I wanted to do exactly. So what made you choose music or choose to want to do music? Like growing up I always had a love for music even if it wasn't like making it like I just always clicked with it like I used to like be like a break dancer when I was a kid (laughs) and it's like I just had a love for it and I always loved writing like I even tried writing a book at one point I got like 13 chapters in and then I foreshadowed too much and I quit but I always wrote poetry and stuff and I had friends who were rappers like one of them like I was just friends with like he'd always play beats or whatever in front of me and he heard me rap like once or twice and he's like yo like you should genuinely do this so I thought you know what let me actually like get more into it a little bit I tried a little bit. I never released anything for like a couple months of starting but then my friend Skylar convinced me to to like drop it publicly and then even then like the reception was even crazy but there's some people who were like yo like this is actually this yeah. kind of crazy and then but even just just making I just love making it like because I already loved writing and then like doing it like two beats and like having more like I guess it puts like more emotion behind it so would you say that you started writing music before you started actually playing the music yourself, or which do you think came first? Oh no, it was definitely it was definitely writing. It was definitely like all in my head before like it mm-hmm. came out like yeah. like vocally and audibly for other people to hear it. So you liked writing music, and you said you liked break dancing as a kid. What were some of your other influences when making music? Like like influences for music that weren't music. Um, I guess we can start with that. It might not even make sense, but probably one of, like, one of the biggest things that influences me making music that, like, isn't, like, music is clothes. Mm. I don't know why. When I see clothes, like, there's certain, like, pieces of clothing I have that just, like, just, I don't know, it makes me, like, feel yeah. something. And then especially like, if I see something, like, I imagine almost like a video for a song, mm. and I kind of hear something in my head. Yeah. So, like, yeah, clo- clothes, like, su- like, genuinely super inspire me. So it's kind of like, sometimes when I hear a song, I picture certain colors or certain mm-hmm. places or something so I guess it's kind of the reverse of that where you're seeing the yeah it's the complete opposite the for me like the clothes visually make me hear something mm-hmm. almost and then just in when I'm out in public like just seeing nature or just like relationships pretty much anything that just invokes emotion I'm mm-hmm. just like okay like I have to get right even if it's not for like a quote-unquote like super emotional song like yeah. a sad song even if it's like a fun song it's a party song if I'm out in public or whatever just with friends something like, if I feel super good in that moment, like, my notes are filled, like, it's a bunch of, like, like raps and, like, yeah. poetry. But there's, like, probably, like, 20% of it is just, like, random events I just wrote down that, like, help me remember uh, how yeah. I felt in that situation. Yeah. And, like, videos on my phone that I just, last second, like, I took in the car with, like, my friend Chris or something. Like, 
I'm just like, yo, like, I feel like, like, I'm peaking right now. Like, <laughs> it feels crazy. And then I just write that down. Well, I kind of do the same thing, too. Like, not necessarily for music, but if I'm in a certain situation, I do this a lot with band names. Um, not that I'm ever planning on starting a band, but, like, sometimes I'll just randomly think of something that I'm like, oh, that'd be a really good band name. I'm going to try and find <laughs> one right now. We should start a band. We should start a band. Um, Cowboys be on the block. Don't remember the Cowboys situ- be on the block. Don't remember the situation that I was in that made me think of those words together. Freshest new band. But I said it out loud. I was in the car. I remember that. And I was like, that. That's it. That's a band name. Yeah. That's a band name. Right it's there. pretty much the same. It's this exact same yeah. effect. So in a way, you're kind of just like always writing up stuff or like coming yeah. up with ideas. Even if I'm like, like right now, like I'm mid conversation, but like I have things in my head that are like for music, like going right. I, I don't wish. know. It just doesn't stop. It's I, it's it's annoying sometimes. I mean, but it, the ideas are always flowing that way, so it doesn't sound like you ever really have writer's block. Oh no, I don't. I don't think I've ever gotten writer's block like once, like in my entire. Not what? <laughs> but in the past, like three years because i've only been taking it seriously for about like a year now mm-hmm. but even before that just like playing around like that was something i never had a problem it was always like figuring out yeah. how to record or something that stopped me or like having pro- like producers to work with it was it was never writing was a problem mm-hmm. i have i have like pages and pages and pages That's and pages good. and stuff i think you mentioned before though that like how do i phrase this like you didn't ever plan on music being like a big thing like you didn't think that was something that you were going to get into mm-hmm full-time was there ever like an aha moment that you just realized like i'm doing this like, forever this is, yeah uh-huh. it was like growing up like i said i love music and like i was always blaring music out of headphones and stuff mm-hmm. and like people joked to me growing up in like elementary and like even like the beginning of high school before i started rapping they're, like oh like you should be a rapper like mm-hmm. you're, you're you could rap and i'm like oh and like i said i started and i got like a decent response i it probably clicked it with me the most there's just one song called Have a Nice Trip. Like, it was almost like I wrote it in, like, two different perspectives. Like, me talking to someone, like, mm-hmm. an old friend, but also me talking to myself. Oh, and cool. I remember listening to it, and, like, it made me feel a certain way that, like, I didn't think, like, I was yeah. possible of doing. Like, it made, like, it's almost like it wasn't listening to myself. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it felt the same way as I when I listened to, like, Kendrick Lamar, like, another big artist that mm-hmm. I love. And I was like, wait a second. I can, like, I made, yeah. I made my, I made this emotion happen. That shit I always search for in, like, new music and just life in general, like, that, that feeling, like, I made myself feel it. And that made me feel like, you know what, like, I am genuinely, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. Let me pursue it a little bit more. The, the moment I decided to take it, like, seriously, mm-hmm. like, as a career, quote unquote, like, when I said about a year ago, it was, like, I had finished, like, school late, so I barely got my GED, and after, like, four months of like working like a normal job or at office depot and i was like man like this isn't what i want to do i'm like yeah. like working and stuff i didn't have as much time to like make music and just do stuff and I, I really missed it so i was like you know what i'm gonna just gonna all my free time like i'm not gonna go out as much i'm just gonna put it into getting better mm-hmm. and then i did that so i started working on like an album Be- before that time i had never dropped it like a whole body of work like a project mm-hmm. and i was and i'd always teased it and i was i told everyone like no for real like it's actually happening now and I dropped, like, the first single. I put it on Spotify, like, all platforms. And everyone's like, wait, like, you're on Spotify? <laughs> For some reason, that made yeah. everyone take it, made me, took me more seriously. And after that, I was like, oh, wow. And that song got, like, something like a couple thousand plays. And I was like, yo, like, that's crazy. That was the most I'd ever gotten. And it got 2,000 on, like, each platform, too, which was crazy. And then I dropped this next song. It's called No Offense. And that was, like, my first big song. Like, mm-hmm. the, res- the, the, like, reception I got from that was different than anything I dropped before. And it got, like, 2,000 plays in, like, a couple weeks. And wow. we, all my friends were like, yo, like, we're making it out the hood. <laughs> like, this is everything. Like, 
the song has like over like 200k now on like every wow. platform and after seeing that that just like i was already taking it seriously but that just like cemented it like mm-hmm. seeing myself get quote unquote like a hit for the time mm-hmm. and like that was when bigger artists started reaching out to me telling me like yo like who are you like yeah. we need to make something i had felt like i was in the right path doing like making trying to make it a career but like seeing people who were bigger than me like that like do it for a living it just cemented in my head it gave yeah. me the confidence i needed to keep going forward yeah. and it just put me in like 110 percent this guy named Kishore. Mm-hmm. I felt like at the time I didn't know too much about who he was, but I saw this guy named Kishore like like this song mm-hmm. or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's cool. The next like day or the next two days after, I saw someone on Instagram follow me, and it was Kishore, and I recognized it. Yeah. And I was like, what? So like I looked it up, and like he was like this bigger artist, and I was like, yo, what? And like I, I, like, I texted him, and I was like, yo, like like I was yeah. really no one at the time. I had like maybe like seven hundred followers. Yeah. The song only had like ten thousand plays. And he's like, no, like, he's like, bro, he's like, you're doing your thing. You're really talented. That's a really good song. And I was like, That's damn, cool. and it felt a lot. And then after him, I would probably say, like, I'm in a music group. We're called The World Is Yours. And one of the members I was friends with, this dude named Tommy at the time, because by Jacob now. He had reached out to me, said, yo, it's a good song. Da, da, da. How'd you mix it? He was just being friendly. And then later, I ended up joining their group. And I was still the smallest artist in there. The other artists in there are younger than me, but they were all, like, they had full-on careers already, pretty much. Like, mm-hmm. like million plays, like, some of them had for their biggest songs. Like, they were making money each month off it. For them, like, you know, they live with their parents. But, like, for me, like, the amount of money they were making, like, was enough I could live off of. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I was small and they, like, respected me a lot. And I was like, man. And then one of the artists in there, his name is One and Only, or Nathan. Like, he was like, yo, this is cool. One day he reaches out to me to make a song. I was like, yeah, I'm down. And then that song ended up becoming a song called Bunny Girl. It's our biggest song right now. I was like like literally millions of plays it's even it's his biggest song as well not just mine but like that just opened up all these opportunities and just the the whole entire group liking me at first like like when Kishore reached out it pushed me 110 percent it made me realize like I was on the right path but like making bunny girl with Nathan like there's one thing to just say like you're you're cool with someone but like for, like to actually get like get in the whole mm-hmm. song process and make a song with me everyone in there like loved it too they like they already respected me but like when I made bunny girl they were like yo this is the best thing I ever done like, I felt like, I felt like I belonged, like, not just in the group, but just, yeah. like, in the music world. Like, yeah. it felt like everyone was gonna do crazy, and the song did crazy. It's just everything that happened before with no offense, but times, like, a hundred. That's really Just cool. all these bigger artists, and everyone's, like, reaching out to me. You started out on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I started out on SoundCloud. And this might just be, like, a personal thing that I've heard from just high school and all that kind of stuff uh-huh. but like i feel like soundcloud kind of has a stigma against yeah. it like when you hear like oh he's a soundcloud rapper Most it's like definitely. oh like it's kind of a negative how did you kind of get rid of that stigma that it's not just like a oh i'm a soundcloud rapper type thing um probably the biggest thing that changed it was like getting like on all platforms like mm-hmm. dropping like that first song i did like on spotify and everything Cause yeah, for some reason, like I hated that stigma yeah. too of people being called a quote unquote SoundCloud rapper. Just going forth, dropping things on every platform, like even though I wasn't famous or yeah. anything, like I had no clout, quote unquote clout. I just just dropping the songs yeah. on all platforms. It just it's funny. Like I didn't even think there was too much of a difference in the quality of that song, and the last one on SoundCloud. Yeah. But just everybody seeing me on Spotify and Apple Music, it just made it made the world take me more seriously. Yeah. It just made everyone take me more seriously. It's weird how, like, I don't know, how certain social medias mean. Like, you could put the same exact thing on every single social media, and yeah. in each one of them, it means, like, a different thing. Like, yeah. people see it as, like, 
weird thing. Like, there's a different audience for Twitter. There's a different audience for Instagram. There's yeah. a different audience for TikTok. It's weird how you can put the same thing on every place and people see it differently depending on what it is they saw it on. Mm-hmm. I feel like the mediums or, like, the platform that you choose to, like, display things on, it definitely just changes everybody's outlook on oh, you. Oh, definitely. And, like... I think it also just depends on the main users because I know I usually listen to like stuff on Spotify. That's where I get all of my new stuff. I find new bands and all that kind of stuff. Then you go on like stuff like SoundCloud and you realize like there's actually like talented people on there. Yeah, wow, surprise. It's not just like people making stuff in their bedrooms. Like there's actually like really good stuff on there. So I don't know. I think people just need to get over it sometimes. Yeah, people are weird about it. It's just just another place to listen to music. Yeah. It's the same as... It's, it's literally just the same as like Spotify down music. It's just... Yeah. It's and just that it's SoundCloud. I don't think it matters, like, where yeah. you find it. Like, there's... If it's good, it's good. It doesn't really matter where you're finding it from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That might just and be then, my personal opinion. Aside from just putting on other platforms, too, just, like, I mean, just genuinely just getting bigger and, like, mm-hmm. just becoming more successful yeah. in music, I feel like that took away. Yeah. Because people will be like, oh, like, I don't know. It's like, oh, you're a SoundCloud rapper? Oh, like, you dropped your little song? I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, just, it, it helps now. It sucks to say, but, like, having, like, good stats behind my name. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, like, I have, like, a couple hundred thousand, like, monthly listeners on Spotify. And then that yeah. immediately just, like, shuts anyone up that... That was trying to like quote on like maybe like look down on me yeah. for like making music. I'm just like yeah, bro. I guess that's kind of how it is for the music industry, or so I've heard. Like it's all about connections. It honestly it is. like it's all you about could be so good and you don't know anyone, and people aren't gonna notice <sighs> you. But then I feel like that's the case. But like it's also unique the case that like we've had with the songs we did, like the No Offense song that first did good. I like I've I never paid for any promotion. Mm-hmm. I just had my friend Bell. Mm-hmm. And my friend Venus, who I just like, I was just, I was already just naturally friends with them. I just had them post about it because they had a little bit of a following, and it mm-hmm. helped a lot. And then also when me and um, Nathan dropped Bunny Girl at the time, like we, he he had a little small little following, but like, like the the amount of like reception we got and how big the, the songs got, mm-hmm. were, it's like unheard of, like the things that we're doing and like. Pretty much the reception and acclaim we're getting for the songs we're dropping is unheard of because we're not paying for any promotions. Mm-hmm. Like, we're friends with people on labels. Like, not to, like, weird anyone and even, not not even people who are our friends, but other artists that are on labels and, like, mm-hmm. they're getting thousands of dollars pushed behind them and they just simply just, they're just not doing as good as us. Yeah. That's something that I don't really think a lot of, too, is, like, I guess artists in general, but, like, bigger artists when I think of bigger artists. Like, all of the media that you see about... Like, oh, their new single that's coming out. Yeah. Like, they spend so much money yeah. just pushing it out, trying to, like, shove it in people's faces. Like, hey, this is coming. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, it. it works. But, you know, it just, it's not natural. And that's the only yeah. reason we haven't done it. Also, probably, you know, probably on a cheap side. Like, we're like, fuck <laughs> it. We don't want to spend money. But well, Why spend the money yeah. if you don't need to? Yeah, exactly. That's where we're at right now. And the second it probably doesn't grow, like, because we're still continuously growing without mm-hmm. it. The second maybe it slows down, we're probably like, all right. Put a yeah. little bit in and kick it into gear, but yeah, I think that's something that gets overlooked and maybe even underlooked. I think I said that backwards. Either way, I just don't think it's people think that much about yeah. like promotion and stuff like that because we're not doing any of it and we're growing. Yeah. And there's other artists who like like those Instagram posts you just see on your explore page, just like oh they dropped a new song that costs like a thousand dollars like yeah. on a big page. It's like not even paying paying for other promotion, but like your own. Like being on s- social media, I didn't realize like how much how important. Like mm-hmm. I knew it was important. I didn't realize how important it was, like, to be active on it, like... Yeah. Because, like, all of, like, the group I'm in and, like, other bigger artists that have told me, like, they literally have, like, schedules, like... It's fun, like, it's not really? a game. Yeah, like... I'm not gonna really hope, like... Like, my friend, he was saying, who's a very big artist, he's like, yeah, I post at least once a week 
on Instagram. I use that you have to post stories every single day. You have to, or no, he said you, you have to post every single day at least on stories. It can't, it can't all be music related, but it mm-hmm. can't all be just personal. Yeah. You have to have a good combination of both. You have to show your face in pictures at least twice a month. Wow. And you have to drop a song at least once a month. Everyone else, everyone that I've met said if you don't like stay on a certain schedule, like you're not gonna. They said that's the biggest problem I've had personally. They're like you don't post enough. You don't show yourself yeah. enough, and I'm like, damn, damn. That's something I didn't realize was that important. Yeah. yeah, like, social media, it's like everyone, like, I feel like, at least to an audience, it's, like, almost, like, a joke, like, people have to post and stuff, yeah. but, like, it's serious, because it makes the biggest difference, makes the world of a difference. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, because when I'm scrolling through Instagram, like, I notice, like, oh, this person's popping up more, like, I'm gonna check out their page more, yeah. and, like, artists that do post more content, like, I'm, I notice that I'm yeah. keeping up with them more than... Artists that don't post anything. Um, But yeah, it's like, I guess we're kind of in the age where social media is like the new thing. It's like like, the new like TV. Yeah. Like it's not even important really to be on TV anymore. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't like cable. What's that? I don't even know. Yeah. Like I don't watch any of that. But yeah, I've noticed like social media is like, I don't know anybody that gets any of their information about music and artists (laughs) and stuff through TV. Like it's all through social media whether it be spotify recommending it to you or like people are posting and you're just like oh i want to see who this person is and right now the, the crazy one is, is tiktok yeah, yeah like it sounds like a joke but <clears throat> tiktok will change your life i've noticed yeah people can yeah. just blow up after like one or two other artists i've met they, they they like got a career through tiktok because they they had a following on that before they had a following mm-hmm. through their music wow which I think is super interesting. I think it says a lot about where music is at right now. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. It's impressive to me that you don't have, not that you don't have those tools, like you didn't start off with all of those tools. You didn't have like, oh, yeah. oh I have so many like famous friends that can do everything for me and I have all the money that I can just throw at people yeah, to get all of this like stuff. That. Like you had to actually work to get up to where mm-hmm. you're at. When I first started, I was I, re- I was recording with the mic I stole at a party. That's that's what I, that's what I was using, and I was using my mom's laptop for mm-hmm. GarageBand at the time. I didn't know how to mix at the beginning at all. My vocals just sounded horrible, mm-hmm. and it got through better. The way most people do it now, everyone I've met is just just the YouTube. But like that's still that takes a lot of time because you have to find. You can't just copy and paste what other people do. Like mm-hmm. you have to find out what fits for your voice naturally too. I was just doing it on my own for so long, and I got naturally better over time. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I bought a new mic. Obviously, I stopped using GarageBand. Mm-hmm. I didn't, even, I didn't even buy it, but I used like I used like a cracked version of Logic Pro mm-hmm. that I I learned to mix on that. And then meeting meeting the other artists, it's not like they do it for you, but like you just like you just pick up tips like every now and yeah. then. Like probably the biggest thing is like the artists I work with, they layer their voice so much. Like they use like six layers of oh, their wow. voice because like that's the type of delivery they use and like. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's not how it used to be at all, especially for rap. Like, mm-hmm. it's typically, like, like one main vocal. Yeah. And then maybe, like, one in the back. And I was, like, right in between. So meeting them helped a lot, like, to mm-hmm. learn how to layer because I I would layer maybe, like, a couple, like, three different layers, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that they layer. But most everyone else I met, it was either just, like, one main vocal and, like, producers and engineers. They didn't know how to, like, mix my voice because I wanted to have a bunch of stuff yeah. in the background. And then meeting these, like, other artists rappers who learned how like they all they do is layer their voice it helped it helped me learn how to like properly like level things i guess mm-hmm. and without even them directly showing me shout out to one of the artists in the group jacob he he specifically like actually opened up logic with me once and showed me a couple tips and tricks but other than that just straight up just hearing other people that i worked with just hearing their vocals mm-hmm. it just naturally just makes you kind of want to level up you yeah. don't want to be left behind
Yeah. So going off of that, now that you have a little bit more knowledge on like mixing and everything, what is your current process for like making music, whether it be songwriting or making beats? I used to, I guess we'll start with the beat because that's typically what goes mm. first nowadays. I used to try to produce, like I had put forth like energy and time into it mm. and like I could make like a little beat right now if I wanted, but just like just getting bigger and stuff like I be, you become friends with other producers mm -hmm. so I used to just only work with a couple that I had gone in contact with just like via like the internet but now like the music group I'm in we're mm -hmm. we have producers like not a bad way but like at our disposal yeah the group consists of like four like vocalists and then about or about five vocalists four producers and then we have one we only have one person who doesn't make like like music he's an mm -hmm. editor for like videos but so now it's pretty much I just come to like the producers in the group with ideas I have like for one, like it's it could be as simple as like I'm just at a grocery store, mm -hmm. and yeah. I, I hear something. I hear like them playing like an old song, like it's like a freaking '70s song, or they're just playing like background like jazz music. I'm like, wait, like if if we kind of like played around with that like that sample a little bit and like threw like maybe rap drums on it, it'd have a cool effect. Yeah, which is like kind of like almost like our group's like signature sound that we've been working on, like taking old samples and like flipping them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, nowadays, it's pretty much just that. Or they'll just straight up just make a beat that they think will sound good for us because, you know, they also... Mm -hmm. Everything's not on our time. They're just also producing in their own free time. They have their own ideas mm -hmm. that comes with this. But nowadays, it's not typically, like, I write something and put it to a beat. It's that I have a beat and I have production already ready, mm -hmm. whether it be a fully constructed beat they made or just a piano loop or something like that. And then I start writing to that. Mm -hmm. So... I want to go back a little bit to the sampling part. I mm -hmm. know there's a big kind of like a debate, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. I remember reading about this in one of my classes, whether sampling is like an okay thing to do or not, which I think it depends on the situation. From like an artistic if, standpoint? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion on sampling, whether it be from like if somebody sampled one of your songs mm -hmm. or your sampling? What is your opinion on sampling? It's like... I said it's probably, like, a love-hate relationship. Because it does make sense, I guess, in certain situations, like, why someone would dislike mm -hmm. getting, like, their song sampled or having their idea, like, reworked. Because, you know, like, you put time and effort into a yeah. song, obviously, and if someone kind of just takes it, yeah, well, it could make you feel a certain way. That, too, because, I, like, there's some songs that I didn't even know were reworked versions mm -hmm. of older songs that are way more popular than the yeah. original song. I don't know, I understand why people get upset because, it, like, obviously, like, if your, if their version does better than your version, mm -hmm. and you were the one who originally, like, piloted what yeah. gave them the ability to get that big, like, I'd be a little upset, too. But I think it also depends, like, did they, like, if they're straight up stealing it, I yeah. think that's, like, that's not okay. If you're straight but, up stealing, that's, that's the whole, that's not even saying yeah. what's the issue. But, however, I think I feel the opposite of you how you said you'd feel bad if someone yeah. sampled your song and made it bigger because in my head at least how i personally feel someone sampled what you did and then took their and did it in their own way mm -hmm. and it got way bigger i mean it's just like what they they just made yeah. a better song in my head and then also you that know it all depends sense, on yeah. taste and it could be different yeah different lanes of music like because like, you know we're we're not taking rap samples typically and making a rap yeah. song we're taking like like Bunny Girl, like our biggest mm. song is samples an anime, an anime. Oh, it's it samples an anime that. called Bunny Girl. Something has to do like Bunny Girl. Yeah. Right and like the whole song, like it's like a girl singing and there's a piano melody behind it. Oh, that makes sense. And initially, 
our friend in there, he just, he loves anime. Yeah. Not, mm, he's not the one who ended up producing it, but one of the producers, he's like, yo, like, we should sample this. Yeah. And we're like, huh. Like, because we like the piano, but like, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. There's, like, so much, like, the song is, like, the original song, there's, like, more intricate, there's vocals in the middle of it and stuff, yeah. and there's, like, like more strings and, like, harps that are behind yeah. it, but... We just we just like the piano a lot. Yeah. So we pretty much just reworked the piano, just changed. I think we cut the BPM to like something we'd wanted. Yeah. And pretty much we just added like our own drums over it, like our style. That's our producer Nate Goyard. Like he's a signature drum, like trap drum style, and he put his on it, and we're like, wow, like you know, and you know, it's got it's gotten to be really big. Yeah. I don't. It's definitely not. I don't think at this point bigger than the anime song because like that was a pretty big anime, mm. but. I think that I don't think we disrespect it anyway. I feel like yeah. it depends who you ask. Maybe a fan of the anime is like, "Damn, we wouldn't like this." Or maybe the original studio maker of the song would dislike it. But at the end of the day, like, it's a completely different song. Like, we made it like yeah. a super like aggressive rap song. With and the that I understand too. And I like I never really thought of it in that way that like they're taking their own creative ability and yeah. like if it's better, it's better. But I don't know. I think it's just if like if you took like a whole song and yeah. it, your song is basically the same, it's just mm -hmm. you change. Yeah. A if few you just copy things, someone's work, yeah, I think that's different. But I never really thought of it as like I don't know. You're kind of like just taking a, like a few pieces here and there and yeah. reworking it. I think that. Well, I think what we heard making it like how he said, "Oh, we should sample this." Like yeah. We had a whole different idea than yeah. they were. Because, you know, they probably had to, like, all credit to them, like, the original maker. Yeah. Like, we used that piano loop. Like, we didn't come up with that piano loop. Like, we came up with everything else, you know. They probably, like, even if they made it, the person who made that piano loop, they they probably had no idea where the singer or whatever, yeah. the anime was going to go with it. They had that. We heard the piano. We just took something yeah. different out of it. And I think that's when it, I think that's when the creative process comes down to someone feeling disrespected. Is just, like, yeah. we just heard something different than they did. And... I think it's a very situation-by-situation situation type yeah. of, like, basis on whether someone to feel disrespected, but... Yeah. At the end of the day, personally, um, as long as you don't just straight-up steal the song... Yeah. I think all sampling is, like, okay. Yeah. So, I know everyone's su super sick of hearing about this whole pandemic thing. Oh. I know I am. Um, <laughs> but how would you say that that's affected your plans for music so like before all of this happened did you have like touring and like collaborating with other artists in mind and like has that drastically <coughs> changed it or do you think that's helped you no i think it's definitely it's it definitely changed a lot mm -hmm. people argue whether or not it's been good for the music industry like it's obviously not good but like for helping smaller artists grow because mm -hmm. i mean i guess it's just you'll never know at this point but like maybe we wouldn't have grown as much yeah through like online maybe as much people wouldn't have given the new songs a chance but that's up for debate but it's definitely changed like since with all the recent growth we've had it's definitely changed so much of what we wanted to do like we want to travel and we have traveled to meet up with other artists but like you know you have to be safe about it yeah we can't be going out as much when we like you know even like say like like I said, like, the song we dropped got, like, 7 million plays. We can't really go celebrate. Like, we met up with yeah. each other. Like, just us artists and, like, a couple other. But, like, it's not like we can go out to, like, a club and celebrate. Yeah. Because that's just not the smart thing to do. It's not the healthy thing to do. Yeah. And then even if we wanted, like, you know, we'd get caught up. Like, I personally don't feel this way. Like, it's not smart to go out and stuff. But say we had tried to and share it, you know, like, our fans would think of you a certain way for going mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And then also, like... The, the, the worst thing is obviously, like, we can't do shows. Yeah. Because with all this recent growth, like, like the size of artists we're at, like, we should have already been doing shows. People, all the bigger artists, like, that have been doing this for longer than us have told us, like, you know, they literally had, like, a thousand plays in a song, but they were still doing shows. Mm -hmm. They were just opening for people at venues, and, like, they said it helps with the experience. 
the first show that we're gonna do like as like a unit or even if I just personally did one like maybe it wouldn't be the biggest venue like maybe we're not selling out stadiums but our first show is probably gonna sell out mm -hmm. and that's something that's like incredibly unique especially because we've planned as a group as like going on tour with each other because like certain artists are bigger than others like it works so we have openers we'd have like finishers yeah. and we we're like we want to throw a world is yours tour and we could probably go on like a whole tour across like different states and sell out like each venue because we've just grown so much mm -hmm. but we can't you know we're sitting here with millions of plays but we have yeah. never performed to anybody ever and that's something crazy it's I mean, the second COVID's over, we're going on tour, but that's that's the biggest thing that's turned us off, that we can't do shows. Yeah. Do you think it's helped you, though, kind of focus more on your music? And since you're stuck at home or everyone's been stuck at home, like, do you think you've... It's kind of forced you to write music and make beats? Or do you think it's the same as it would have been? I feel like it's most likely the same. Maybe the workflow is a little bit higher. You know, I wouldn't notice because, like, you know, we're spending more time at home. Mm. However, like, even if the workflow is a little higher right now, mm. I would say it's most likely the same or even worse because going out and doing shows and meeting all these people, like, you know, those are events. Like, those are, like, emotional things to go through. Like, yeah. you know, like, if I'm looking out into a crowd of 200 people singing a song and they're all singing my lyrics back at me, that's something that's going to stay in, like, my heart. Mm -hmm. And, like, I and going out, especially, like, you know, like, I'm a rapper. Like, most of the music I'm, like, half the music I'm making nowadays is, like, not serious. It's, like, more, like, quote-unquote turn up. It's, like, yeah. party music. You know, I'm not really going to parties. Like, the I think the songs and stuff would definitely be better. Or, like, the ideas we have, they would turn out better, more consistently if we were able to leave. Mm -hmm. Like, and go do shows. Yeah. So, I think the workflow, honestly, is probably a little bit worse. Maybe we'd be really? more distracted going out. But I think in general, the music would be better. That's interesting. I would have just thought that, like, with everyone being stuck at home, I mean, before, now people are able to go out a little bit more, but, like, it would have made everyone, like, okay, now I have to sit down and, like, write a bunch of stuff, and, like, I don't mm. know. I would have thought that it would make it somewhat easier, because, like, you're stuck, you have nothing else mm -hmm. to do, you might as well, but that's interesting. I feel like maybe, like, smaller artists. People who, yeah. like, who wanted to get more into it, but couldn't because they were That's, out. Yeah. I feel like, but I was already spending like all my time on music. Yeah. I was like, not to be like that, but, like bigger artists were yeah. already spending their whole time doing it. Yeah. And it probably just made it worse for us because we can't go out and then like enjoy life and like write, have more to write about. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I know a lot of people like not necessarily with writing music, but instruments specifically. I know tons of people who have picked up instruments all of a sudden because they've always wanted to, but yeah. they didn't have the time to, and so now that kind of force them to have the yeah. time to but that makes sense that you write off of experiences and if you can't go out and have experiences then you have nothing to write about mm -hmm. any stories you have crazy stories um not like a story like was out somewhere but i'll say i used to growing up i got for some reason no no disrespect to anyone but i never wanted to work at a restaurant I never wanted to work in food and before like these past couple months like i lost a job where i was working and i ended up having to work at a restaurant to like make ends meet to make rent and I just told myself, I was like, I'm doing this because, like, I, like, you know, I have to. And, like, mm -hmm. I, di I didn't want to do this, so I'm going to just go even crazier, trying with music, like, posting more, just getting better. And recently, in the past, like, a month and a half ago, I had returned from a trip for music. And I was supposed to go back to work, but I was able to, thankfully, how successful I am with music, I was able to quit my job. And I think that's probably a pretty that's cool exciting, story. That's exciting, yeah. And I think that goes to show for anyone, you know, if you have a passion, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be music, whether it be sports or not, not even sport, like it could be a normal, quote unquote, normal job. 
make sure you're happy with whatever you're doing in your life. You don't want to be stuck working, doing something you don't enjoy. If you do it, whatever you do, be the best at it. If you have a passion, you have a dream, chase it. The I world think, is yours. Yeah, and I wish it was easy for everyone to be able to do that. I know not everyone has, yeah. like, the luxury of being able to chase their dreams, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But if you have the ability... Do something that makes you happy because you're only gonna live once. Yeah, not to bring not once. to bring that back, but like you're Marsh only gonna live once. Yeah, might as well spend the time that you have doing something that you like doing. If you have something that you're passionate about and you yeah. enjoy doing, it's always it's go always out possible. And try it. Yeah, it's always possible. And if Somehow, that doesn't work somewhere. out, try something else. And if that doesn't work out, try something else. Like she's speaking facts right now. Have nothing but time, but also like, you try to hurt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Thank you for being on the podcast, Cisco. Of course. And we will see you next time. Bye.